Welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is a podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches, Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody, uh, to the next exciting episode of the Extra Club podcast. Hello, everyone. It's great to see you. (laughs) See you. (laughs) I think we should do visual podcasts as well. I think we should record these sometimes. But yes, so what are we talking about this week, Mrs. Taylor? Well, this week we're discussing whether your thinking can affect your physical health. Now that sounds interesting. I think so. Is this something like the mind-body connection, I wonder? So why are we talking about this? Good question. Well, there are two reasons why we're talking about this. The first one is that as coaches, we often get inquiries from people who are unwell, they're physically unwell. And they ask if we can help them to get better. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that we see a lot of people, this is on Facebook and what do you call it? Fake book. Fake book. Yeah. And, you know, out on social media who are carrying out a whole host of, I suppose, regimes and activities to get themselves in optimum condition. Yet they're still struggling with their health despite doing all the things that they're actually doing. Yeah, it's a it's a problem for some people. And that's why today we're exploring that intriguing subject, that topic of how mindset can impact on your physical health. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, good. So the first thing to mention is that although we specialise, that's Mark and myself, the Tailored Life Company, Although we specialise in mindset and specifically changing mindset to achieve outcomes, we actually do come from a holistic point of view. And what we mean by that is it's from a whole body point of view in that everything plays its part, including things like mindset, nutrition, exercise, hydration, and also I think sleep as well, for example. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the other thing that we want to mention is that we do not claim to cure anything. And this is where it's relevant, because obviously we coach some people for many different reasons and many different outcomes. But when people come to us and they do have health issues, then we're not claiming to cure anything. All we're doing is we're just exploring the impact that mindset is playing within any health-related problem. Absolutely. We're not alternative to the current medical system. We are complementary to so we will work alongside the current medical system. Yes. Now, you will have heard Mr. Taylor mention right at the beginning, are we talking about the mind-body connection here? Well, some of you will have heard the term the mind-body connection. And to some of you, it will still sound a bit woo-woo. Yeah, woo-woo, yeah. Woo-woo. A bit left field. Yeah, a bit like, oh, what's what's that? Well, hopefully you'll, you'll carry on listening because what isn't often realised is that until around 300 years ago, Virtually every system of medicine around the world treated the mind and the body 
as a whole. And in fact, many branches of medicine still do. However, around the 17th century, in the Western world, the Western world started treating the mind and the body as two separate entities. And if you're interested in how that happened, it's it's worth exploring, although there doesn't appear to be one single reason why that happened, although you know, you, you will see themes and explanations for that. Sounds like a bit of a mistake to me to separate them out. <laughs> it, it may it may be about people's areas of specialism. Yes, it could be. Yes. And uh, and also I think some of the belief systems are around around about that time. And there are is a, there is a, now a growing body of scientific research which is again supporting the connection between the two. In other words, that fascinating relationship, because it is fascinating, of our mental state and our physical well-being. So take it from us. It's definitely not woo-woo. woo-woo. It's not woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> now, in terms of what we're we're talking about in terms of the mind-body connection. If you do your own research, then there's lots of things you'll find reference to. So what we'll do is we'll talk about some of those things and we'll also share our take on those. Sounds good to me. I think so. So you'll you'll hear about positive thinking and the power of positive thinking, which examines the impact of a positive mindset on physical health, including things like reducing stress levels, improved immune function and enhanced healing processes. Now, if you've listened to our podcast before, you'll appreciate that we don't necessarily believe in positive thinking. Now, I know that's probably going to sound quite strange to people, isn't it? Well, yeah, because positive thinking, we believe on its own, we believe in being positive. Positive thinking on its own is not going to get you the results that you want. It isn't. But let's just explain this a little bit more. Now, we're more attuned to what's known as the Stockdale Paradox in that it's actually healthier that sometimes we need to accept that the situation that you are in is bad. And it actually can be really bad sometimes. Whilst holding on to the unwavering belief that although it is bad, one day, and this is without putting any timescales on it, it will get better. Now, if you put a positive spin on everything, then it can be a problem. It can be a massive problem because what you're doing is you're actually ignoring your emotions. And effectively, what you're doing is you're bottling everything up. And one day you may actually end up in emotional overload. And that's when things like depression can creep in. And we'll talk about this some more shortly. Yeah. So just to add to our belief about the Stockdown Paradox way of thinking with regard to your situation getting better one day, we also believe in it being you being a cause and taking the appropriate action to find a solution. But by mentioning cause, what we mean is the universal law of cause and effect. So for every cause in the universe, there is then an effect. There's certain things that happen. So what we believe is you need to be empowered and be the cause of the effects in your life rather than be at the effects of other things. And going back to the kinds of research that's been carried out currently, there's also been studies about the influence of chronic stress on the body and how a negative mindset can contribute to stress and lead to various health issues. Now, from our perspective, we're always looking for root cause so that when we're working with clients, we will release the stress along with the other major negative emotions rather than just working on stress by itself because they will be having a a negative impact on health. And we use time-based techniques. 
to do that. So whilst we're working with the cause of the stress, we're also looking at the other things, because if you don't do that and you don't look at the problem as a whole, that scaffolding of the problem, then the changes are not sustainable and the stress potentially will return. So we're also looking at things like environment as well. Yeah, absolutely. First, everything happens together. You can't separate out. And, and, and you'll hear this throughout everything we talk about in that we, we our morning routine focuses on us as our physical selves, our mental selves, our emotional selves, and our spiritual selves. So our morning routine covers us holistically because things don't happen in isolation in our lives. The ecology of the system, i.e. the consequences, are immense when we move one thing in one area of our life for the impact on another area. So we need to look at these things holistically and go back to before the 1700s, Mrs. Dover, before the Dark Ages. Let's go right back there. (laughs) Now, studies have also delved into the role of mindset in, in pain perception and also pain management and how changes in mindset using various techniques can alleviate physical discomfort. Now, there's some great work that's been carried out by a surgeon by the name of Dr. John Sarno, if you've not heard about him before. Now, Dr. John Sarno was a back surgeon, and he carried out thousands and thousands of back operations, which really should have been successful. However, after the operation, the patients were still in chronic pain after their surgery. Now, this led John Sarno, Dr. John Sarno, to explore what might actually be behind this. And in his opinion, it was due to repressed negative emotions. And that, in fact, most back surgery is actually unnecessary because by addressing the negative emotions, the back pain was relieved in thousands of his patients. Um, and this is according to the work of Dr. John Sarno. Now, that, that's actually, I would think, quite controversial for a lot of people because I, I know if you've ever had back pain, I've had back pain, and it's real, and it's real. The thing is, you see, the explanation behind this as such and why it can be linked to our emotion is because of the way you're holding yourself. Because if you just think about when you're stressed or where, where, you're, where you're tense, we sort of squeeze all the mus- muscles together. Yeah. And when we squeeze muscles together, there are blood uh, vessels going through the muscles, which then squeeze the blood vessels, which restricts the blood. Yeah, so they're being constricted. So therefore we get a pain. And the biggest muscles that we have in the body are in the back. And that when they are squeezed, then that gives us pain. So it can actually be like a referred pain. So it may not be our back that's the problem at all. It may be the stress that's causing the muscles to tense that's actually the problem and affecting things like our posture. That's what John Sarno found out. So if we go by that theory... If we then address the root cause of that, which if it were repressed emotion or if it were stress, then by releasing those negative emotions, then the pain will release. So we actually have a a whole section on health in our NLP master practitioner training. And this principle that we're talking about is one of the techniques that we explore during that time, not just for back pain, but also things like migraines and neck pain and those kinds of things all from the same uh, perspective of trapped negative emotions causing almost that constriction of the, uh, of the muscles. 
Something else you'll also be familiar with is the placebo effect, because that's that's something that's well known. Now, there are lots of studies and scientific research which shed light onto the placebo effect. And also, I suppose, its astonishing ability to showcase the impact of mindset and how that affects physiological responses, which really does emphasise the importance of belief and expectation in healing. The placebo effect is used in drug trials. So in drug trials, they will have two sets of people. They will give one set the real drug. They'll give the other set maybe a sugar-coated pill, and they tell them it's the drug. Now, what you'll find in clinical trials is sometimes the people who've got the sugar-coated pill, because they believe that it's the real drug, actually get better. And they've actually had no drug. They just believe that they what they've taken is going to get them. Because there are two beliefs people have to have to get better, to get better from anything, any medical condition or any change work as well, getting rid of a lack of confidence or whatever else, any limiting beliefs they may have. And those two, two beliefs are, first of all, that you can get better or you can change. Because if you don't believe you can't get better or you can't change, then good luck with that. That's where your focus is. You will sort and look for evidence that you can't do it. So that's the first belief. And the second belief is what that you're doing to make you better will make you better. So you believe the current course of treatment or the current course of coaching or whatever you're doing is the answer to the problem. And it will work. And that will work. So those two beliefs, that first of all, you can get better, and secondly, what you're currently doing will make you better. We spoke a little earlier about the potential impact of bottling up or repressing negative emotions. And when we're talking about repressing them, we mean in ignoring them or or just pushing them down and the impact that this can have on health. And we've actually witnessed this so many times ourselves where people appear to be sailing through adversity by thinking positively. And sometimes those people even take on other people's problems. And then what happens? Wow. Wow, exactly. The whole lot hits them at once and you may have experienced this yourself or you may have witnessed this with other people all of a sudden it's just everything seems to catch up on you and you just seem to be to get the whole lot Uh, and often it can come out of the blue and you actually have personal experience of this yourself don't you Mr Taylor? I do yes twice yeah Uh, and uh, this is something actually that we will talk about next week's podcast about an anti-fragile mindset yep. and, and why I came to that conclusion because it's based on my personal experience um, about mere resilience and and how resilience actually is a problem now but we'll leave that till next time. And these two incidents I think that they the second one happened because you didn't pay attention the first time. Did I didn't. Say? No that's right and so, so what happened was I was actually always the resilient one, the strong one. I was known from people and people would come and sit on my settee and tell me their problems. and I would help them best as I could to sort things out. And what I actually didn't do was deal with my own problems. I didn't deal and process my own emotions from what went on. And then one day I just ended up in total overwhelm. I, I was just what people may say broken. And I ended up then contemplating suicide and being diagnosed with clinical depression. And that's because I wasn't paying attention to the messages that I was being sent. So my my mind and body were sort of just two separate things, uh, as it were. 
and the things that were going on in my mind and not processing those things then started having an effect on my body. Because your unconscious mind's always got a way of bringing something to your attention that needs to be dealt with. And what I did with the, the clinical depression was I did what I'd always done. I put the wheels back on the wagon. I did enough to get back to a place where I could operate again. Push, push stuff back down again. I pushed it all back down. I repressed whatever emotions, didn't deal with it, and didn't take the lesson. And then a few years later, I then ended up being diagnosed with chronic fatigue, stroke, fibromyalgia. Now, some people think, well, there's no, no connection between depression and chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Well, there is in our, in our book, because the only time I actually got better from chronic fatigue was when I took NLP practitioner, NLP master practitioner, and I dealt with my stuff. Now, when we're talking about dealing with stuff, we're not talking about talk therapy as such, as in people then talk about it like they do in counselling. We've got time-based techniques which actually release the negative emotions. Well, I had counselling during my depression period, and that was torture, having to talk about the same thing over and over again. What we do is we've got techniques that actually allow people to release the emotion from the past. That's actually, it's like a sprinkling. Yeah. You get a sprinkling and you start afresh. Because the problem is, from where we come from, if you keep talking about the problem, it can actually reinforce the problem. It can reinforce the neural pathways and it can seem much worse. And it's where your focus is. Now, we've also had, talking about what Mr. Taylor's been talking about, we've also had a number of our, our graduates, Taylor Life Company graduates, attend their trainees with similar health issues to that, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic fatigue. And because we do teach our students the techniques themselves and also do this clean-up work during the trainings, they've actually been able to return to work after their training and if they've been off work and also have a much happier and healthier lifestyle from using those techniques. So they are they are extremely powerful. Yeah, it's not uh, returning to work sort of holding on to the same baggage. It's having dealt with the root cause and for some people, it's then meant they've changed jobs afterwards because that environment was causing a problem, but they didn't know how to cope with that environment. So by um, us teaching them the techniques and them also utilising them in their life, they can then move on. And we've spoken today about some of the issues that Mr. Taylor's had from repressing negative emotions in the past. And in fact, we've both had, we've both experienced firsthand the importance of taking care of our mindset and our mental health. And there's things that have happened to me in my past, which we, you know, we're not talking about today, but I will do at some point. And when we're talking about taking care of mindset and mental health, we're not talking about using things like positive affirmations or mindfulness here, because although these both can actually play a part, and sometimes a helpful part, in holistic health, if the conditions are right, for example, if we use affirmations, they will actually only work if the person already believes what they're affirming. So if you're trying to use affirmations for something you don't actually believe, then it just can actually leave, lead to internal conflict and also make the problem worse if you're trying to do that. Mindfulness doesn't deal with the root cause. The problem is still there. It's just being managed, which, again, isn't helpful to overall holistic health. No, it's the same as well that some people attempt to use meditation to, to sort out their problems. Now, 
Meditation is great, depending on the intent you use it for. Things like mindfulness, meditation, uh, those type of things, affirmations, they all have a place, yet they're being incorrectly used, in our opinion. One of the quickest, one of the quickest ways and easiest ways to pay attention to your mindset is to really learn to understand yourself. That's that's one of the quickest news ways. That's what happened to me. Once I started understanding about people, how we do what we do, and attended the NLP trainings, then, then that really gave me the ability to pay attention to what was going on for me. And many of our trainings are delivered live online, so you don't even have to travel anywhere other than maybe from the kitchen to make a cup of tea <laughs> to to wherever to your lounge your, your or your computer, study wherever it's comfortable <laughs> with you and then you can actually experience the benefits just like I did and if anything that we've spoken about today has resonated with you or you just want to be better at sorting out your mental health and and your mindset then if you want to find out more just drop us an email and do you know it's info at talladlifecompany.com? And I think that there's lots of information on the internet which really do put together the mind-body connection. And we've only scratched, had the opportunity to scratch the surface here today. We do four sessions on this, and I'm master practitioner, of course, about looking at how the mind can be utilised to uh, heal the body and how they work together because it is it's a fascinating subject it's very varied and can have a lot of uses okay so today mr taylor we've explored the connection between mind and body and that our mindset has a profound influence on our physical well-being and also we've looked at how important it is to pay as much attention to your mindset as it is to your physical body for optimal health so if you've been ignoring your mindset and your the, the mind side of things and you've just been concentrating on physical health then from where we're coming from to get optimum performance you actually need to get that as well yeah and it's also about opening your mind to different possibilities a bit like when we spoke about john sarno and the notion that actually a back doctor who's saying that he carried out a lot of unnecessary operations because what was really causing the problem for people was repressed negative emotions, which is really interesting. So just question yourself. What messages are you being sent from your mind that are actually showing that symptomology in your body? It's a bit like, I think, the last thing that came to mind then, Mrs. Taylor, is a, is a bit like when people throw a sickie. They pull a sickie and they start off and they, they're sort of, oh, what I'll say is I've got a cold or I've got the flu. I don't feel well. They hang over the end of their bed. They upside do. Upside down. And then, and then what they do is they ring in work and they put on their portable books. Hello. Oh, I'm not feeling well, you know. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and they put their poorly voice on. And then they come off the phone and they do really feel, feel poorly. I've had that when I've done it years ago. <laughs> Now, my boss won't let me pull a sickie. She always <laughs> makes me turn up for work. But it, it is. It is. I'd, I'd bring your computer and make you work in bed. But what you focus on, your mind will give you. So if you focus on being poorly, guess what your mind will give you more of? And it, that always used to amaze me how I'd come off the phone. And I'd actually, I actually am ill. <laughs> I think I am ill. So, so yes, we, we do believe in the mind-body connection. We do indeed. Well, 
that's all we're going, we're going to talk about today. That's all we've got time for, unfortunately, yeah. because I, I'd like to carry on. I know you would. But we hope you found it helpful because it is fascinating. And as always, we just want to thank you for tuning to the Extra Club podcast. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening. Yeah, and if you enjoy it, if you could see your way to be so kind as to leave us a review and you have that time, that would be great so that we can help and reach even more people with hints, tips and strategies on how we can all connect the resources we already have inside and to be extraordinary. Well said, Mr Taylor. I love being extraordinary. (laughs) So it's goodbye from us for this week. And it's goodbye from him. Bye for now. (laughs) Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.